0: There it goes. Wow. All right, here just we are again. again. <laughs> There's no like, are you ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. It just goes. No, no, we just start it and see what happens. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing better now that you made me tea. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. Um, For the listeners, I am drinking a green tea. Josh uh, is a master when it comes to the art of tea making. I prefer the term... Grandmaster. Grandmaster, my apologies. Also, my apologies to all of our listeners, all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, and I'll explain in a second. But um, we're about to blow up. Like, oh, not really oh you already off. know <laughs> the reason that we only have three followers is because we haven't told anybody about mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. So I've listened to it once. I've listened to it. One one time and a half, actually. So maybe someone out there listened to it yeah. half a time. <laughs> and to you, we say thank, thank you. you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, But I was gonna apologize to all of our listeners, few as they may be. Uh, I am destroyed today from allergies. I just feel wrecked. Mm. Yeah. So if I sound funny, if I'm sniffling, if I'm sneezing. <laughs> like that <laughs> prime example <laughs> right there for you just uh just forgive me we'll get through this um oh should we have like a little intro song i didn't do any post-production on the last one yeah let's cue the intro song right now all right <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> we'll add it in later middle Earth with joy don't quite know where this go but we think we' tell you what you need to know perfect and welcome back from the song welcome home. back <laughs> um, how you doing man I'm doing pretty good it's good. Uh, just been doing a lot of yard work and um, preparing for grad school man it's exciting I bet I want to ask you a question please do Um I didn't prepare you for this at all. You didn't. You told me you had something to ask me, yeah. but you didn't. Just a just a pretty typical Middle earth kind of question. I mean, if you could be in the shoes and character of any one of those icons from the journey, who would it be? Right now or like ever? At this stage in your life, right now, who would it be? What character would you be? But what what stage is this character at? Mm. You get to pick that. Oh. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, am I like, you know who I'd really love to be? Hmm. I'd love to be, and we'll get into this in a little bit, I'd love to be retired Gandalf. Going to the Shire. Blowing off fireworks like nobody's business. Just hold on, going home. Oh, hey. Go and now we're joined by William Yee. <laughs> Buddy, I have entered the room. Yeah. No. Lord of the Rings sucks! <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Go Marvel! That's Will Yee. He's um, a big fan of the trilogy. If you could <laughs> As you can tell. Wow. That's hilarious. Oh, rice! Anyways, as I was saying. Did you make the rice? I did make rice. It's for tomorrow. Right. Um. Uh, I feel no need to to discontinue.
1: No, that was, not, that was great. Nor do I.
0: That was good stuff. All right. Anyways, um, yeah, just retired Gandalf, just having the time of his life, just blowing off fireworks, hanging out with short people. Would How would that about you? make you feel? Like <laughs> it would make better. Me, wow. Um. <laughs> first of all, I'm very secure about my height. Thank you very much. I just find it interesting that you had to add that last point. Well, he. I was gonna say hobbits, but I, just, I felt like saying short people that's fair. they're short people. My apologies for questioning you thank you uh who would you who would you choose um you know what man your mom <laughs> brother <laughs> I would have to go with um Pippin one hundred and ten percent why he just has fun, man he just. He just lives life to the fullest, and he doesn't care really what people think about his stupidity. Are you, are you insinuating that, that I'm stupid? <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> no, I'm not insinuating that. But we all make mistakes, and I think Pippin is a great example of someone who continually makes mistakes in his life, and, and he comes out on top in the end, and I is guess still so. loved by I his mean, friends. That's that's true. That. He has a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what we're going to be talking about today. So we're, we're just... Uh, we're going to be going through the first and second chapter of uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, like we were saying, in the first podcast, we was, it was pretty chill. We were just talking about, like... <laughs> laid back. It was very laid back. Um, but we're actually going to get into the meat of, like, what we want this podcast to be like. So not only are we going to be talking about maybe like a summary of the chapter for those of you who don't want to read it. Um, but we'll, we'll be talking about, uh, just some interesting stuff in the chapter. Mm-hmm. All right. So can you give us a quick summary of I, I what can. went down? Yeah. So, uh, this kind of alludes to what I was saying when I was answering your question, but, um, so Bilbo from the Hobbit, if you've read the Hobbit, um, he comes back to the Shire and he's just living there. Um, he adopts his nephew Frodo, and uh, he throws a birthday party for himself when he turns uh, 111 years old. Uh, I believe the term is—is is it 111st? My uh, 111, something like that. It was—I el- think it was 111st. My 111st birthday. <laughs> um. But yeah, so he throws a birthday party, invites like everybody, um, and then he has his birthday party. And then after his birthday party, well, like during his birthday party, he throws on the ring and boom, like he's gone. Just pulls like a, that. He pulls a fast one on all of his homies. He pulls a fast one on everybody. Because um, no, so, you got to keep in mind, nobody knows about this ring, which for those of you who don't know... There's a very powerful ring that he has possession of, um, which, when he puts it on, makes him invisible. This is a ring he got from—and they kind of explain this a little bit better in the second chapter, um, which we'll get to as well— um, but basically he gets this ring from Gom in the Hobbit, and— yeah he he just keeps it in his pocket um it kind of allows him to not grow old they don't really talk too much about why besides the fact that it has a bunch of power in it mm-hmm. um and so he disappears he goes back to his little hole Gandalf knew where he went so Gandalf goes over with him and they kind of have this this little discussion which is really interesting to me because um, Bilbo's like oh, I need a vacation like mm-hmm. I can't. I can't be around these people all the time. He says he alludes something to the to the point of his heart is just like growing kind of heavy. Yeah. And he feels it weighing down on him. And what he doesn't realize is that he's actually talking about the ring, um, which is quite interesting because it's starting to weigh on him. Um, because it is a very powerful ring in which the enemy Sauron, which you know, we'll talk about later, um, it's his ring, and if he gets the ring. Then everyone's basically doomed in Middle Earth. Um, lots of illusions. Yeah, to, lots uh, of illusions. The future. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's this quote that he says where he doesn't even realize that Sauron is part of it, um, but he says sometimes I, I felt it was like an eye looking at me.
1: Mm. That's good. That's, that's that really, good. that's some, some foreshadowing right yeah. there. Yeah.
0: But anyways, they, they're talking and Gandalf's like, "Well, what are you gonna do with all your stuff? Cause like you're freaking rich." And, uh, he says, I'll just give it all to Frodo. And, uh, so Gandalf's like, well, what about the ring? Like, that's... And, and he's like... Bilbo is like, well, I thought I'd put it over here, but now I'm realizing it's, it's still in my pocket. Yeah. And, and... We start and, to see it has yeah. this sort of control over him. And, and Gandalf is like, hey, you need to, you need to give that up, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, that's kind of, that's kind of where it leaves off, um... He 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 has like a he doesn't really have a run-in with Gandalf, he kind of just blows up at Gandalf because he's like you can't tell me what to do. He calls it my precious, um, but then Gandalf ends up talking him out of it, and Bilbo puts it on the the mantle, and uh, he says deuces. Yeah, so <laughs> and you don't, you don't really you don't really see him again until a later chapter. Later, yeah. But do you think there's any kind of symbolism there with the uh, just with the ring and just the kind of materialistic view on possessions and I don't know man do you think that there's <laughs> any symbolism well it's funny you ask no, I, well yeah no I I, yeah, I think that kind of had some thoughts yeah yeah I think that um well well obviously one we know that Tolkien was a uh, a Christian so he he probably and it's just a natural overflow mm. of what his life and his, yeah. his, his, actions represent. So if mm-hmm. he believes in something, then it's going to come out in what he writes. And yeah, so, totally. um, yeah, I'll let you take it away, man. Like I, I'm a very, sometimes a very black and white person. I feel like you would have a lot more color to add to this analogy that he makes with the ring and with Bilbo. Well, I don't know. I just kind of see it sort of as, um, I just think there's a lot of Kind of symbolism that he's pointing towards with um, like his his need for the ring and like kind of how it's sort of started to take over him. Um, uh, For those of you who don't know, um, he he took it from the character Gollum, and Gollum had the ring for hundreds and hundreds of years um, before Bilbo found it because Gollum lost it, and basically it gave Gollum um, prolonged super long life. Um, and it basically took over his mind and, um, turned him into a completely different creature. And, um, and I just think that is a great symbol for what, uh, possessions often do to us now. I think they consume our minds and, um, they turn us away from, the actual important things in life that we oftentimes know are important, but we get kind of distracted from them, like, um, trust in our friends or, I was gonna say that's a great, uh, I didn't even think of that, but that's a great cause he goes from in the second chapter, it talks about how he was probably a hobbit mm-hmm. and he yeah. had friends, he had a grandmother, he had talking family. about Gollum here. Yeah. And then when he got the ring, he started being so obsessed by it that it became dangerous to his family around him. And his yeah. grandma kicked him out of the house. Mm-hmm. She was like, you can't, like, you're causing disruption in our mm-hmm. family. Like, you can't be with us. And he chose the ring over his family. Yeah. See. yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. But, um, so yeah, they were left off. Bilbo finally gives the ring up and he even notices a weight lifted off as soon as mm-hmm. he gives the ring. It, yeah, it's really interesting. You, you see, you see a visible change mm-hmm. when Gandalf starts questioning him about the ring. Mm-hmm. He went from like, you know, he uh, when he did his when he did his his little trick um, where he he turned invisible. Says he walked briskly back to his hole and for a moment, listening with a smile to the din in the pavilion and to the sound merry making in the other parts of the field. He's he's having a good time. Yeah. He's he's happy that he did that. He's he's pleased because he right, knows he tricked yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the second that Gandalf starts questioning him, you see just the modifiers in the words. Um, he starts stammering. He starts answering impatiently. Mm. He starts crying out. Um, he has an angry line in his eyes. Um, his kindly face grew hard. Um, he just flips yeah. like he's, he goes off. And I think, I think possessions is a huge, um, like symbolism here, but also like it goes to show like of our own sin in our life that we yeah. hide. Man, when we get caught up in what we're doing and, mm. and we don't like other people questioning us, um, yeah when i mean when a like a wise figure like gandalf comes into your life and starts to tell you you know what you're doing wrong and it, it goes against what you what you love for example i mean in this example you know bilbo and his his precious ring like the, the last thing he would want to give up is that but gandalf knows what it's doing to him and what's best for him yet bilbo is blinded by that due to his greed yeah um so yeah i mean i love all that symbolism like i i just eat that up and um yeah that's good stuff good stuff so then going into chapter two what do we got going on that, yeah that's a great uh segue You you mentioned a lot of it um about Gollum. basically excuse me basically it starts off with uh you know frodo coming back um well actually that here's something that i i never really noticed um I guess just because when you watch the movies, everything just kind of happens like mm-hmm. super sequentially. Yeah. Um, but a bunch of years goes in between, yeah. um, like a lot of years. Um, like Frodo's like middle aged. Yeah, it's when not his, when his journey occurs. Yeah, when when, when I was wa- when I'm watching the movie, I I see Bilbo walk out, and then I just see Frodo walk in, or at least that's what it's like yeah. in my head. Yeah. But a bunch of years goes by. Um, well, Frodo has the ring hidden exactly for like years and years mm-hmm. before and he actually ends up leaving the Shire. Yeah, so uh, people, you know, are talking about where Bilbo is. Um, Frodo's wondering where he came back. Um, there's a little cool modifier in here talking about how 80 years ago was when Bilbo had run out and started his uh, adventure, mm. um, and this is when, I guess the real story starts. Um, I guess everything before was kind of a prologue, but Frodo's talking to Gandalf and, um, Gandalf in this, in this time had gone and done a little bit of, I guess you could say research <laughs> on yeah. the ring, investigating um, a, little, a little bit of investigating on, uh, on, I guess he was trying to figure out what exactly that ring was. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, Frodo doesn't know anything's going on, but he comes back, he starts sharing with him, um, about what this ring could be and then Frodo questions him like well how do you know if it is so they take it and they throw it into the fire mm. and uh and some words some words come up that's right is uh can, can we do you know what they are <laughs> um not one, the whole thing one yet. ring to rule them all mm-hmm. one ring to bind them find them find them uh one ring to bring them all and in the darkness behind them, yeah. Dang. So, so the, Frodo's just like, "Well, crap. Like, I guess this is the ring." <laughs> and Gandalf is like, "Yep. I just need to make sure." Confirmed. Um, and now, now it's confirmed. Um, so then he he kind of explains like, how there was a bunch of rings made. Um, three were given to the elves, seven for the dwarves, nine for the men who all fell. The doors fell too, but the elves were good. Um and uh then he tells the story of uh Smeagol, or mm-hmm. Gollum, as as we know him. So he um, his name was Smeagol until he found the ring, became possessed by it, and was given a new name. Because Gollum. he would do this weird funky thing with his throat and like Like cough and say I yeah Gollum. I've, I've never understood that i think i feel like the movie portrays it pretty well yeah i think he just makes a weird noise like a grunting noise mm-hmm. and that's what it sounds like so that's what people started calling him yeah so um basically it gives a little backstory about Gollum, which also in the book is a lot more than the movie gives oh but huge Gollum goes all over the place yeah. looking for bilbo in the ring yeah um he gets caught by the elves um I, we were mentioning this a little bit but uh aragorn comes out of nowhere and join joins forces with Gandalf and uh helps him find Gollum so it's it's actually interesting here because uh Gandalf mentions him oh I had this help from a friend Aragorn Mm -hmm. um in the movie like you would see the face so you would you would recognize yeah. the person. But they, they never really explain him. And then they introduce him as Strider in the book. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea that these two people are related. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, that is cool. But then you find out, obviously. Yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know, Aragorn or Strider, he goes by other name. He is basically a ranger in the woods at this time. So they're incredibly fantastic at uh, tracking. tracking and hunting. And just like the manly man of the woods, basically... They can, like, like Justin Timberlake. Like Justin, yeah. Shout out to Man Justin of the Woods. <laughs> New album. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, he can go unseen um, if he so chooses. He's just like an extraordinary um, fighter. He's pretty cool. Yeah, and so he ends up just playing a f- fantastic, huge role in um, the whole storyline. So that's just a little... Background on Aragorn, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, continuing on, Frodo just keeps like he keeps hearing this, and he this this doubt keeps coming to his mind. Why was I chosen? Like, mm-hmm. why do I have to be the one to do this? Like, how did the ring come to be in my my hands? Um, and he's like, if this ring is so much trouble, like mm-hmm. if this Dark Lord is trying to come and get it, why can't we just like break it? Mm-hmm. And Gandalf's like, well, you can't. The only way that you can break it is if you go to this place. And basically sets out this little journey and mission mm. and, and uh, I guess, wandering for him. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Um, anyways, um, one of the beauties of, of this idea is that they have to take it back to the exact place where it was created. Mm. So they basically have to take it back into the hands of the enemy, but be super sly about it and super... Uh, they just have to be spies, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, not be seen. So, so he, so he decides, yeah, I have to do it. Like, I have to go and take it back. Like and literally, he has to go back into the pit of hell for the sake of everybody else. Everybody, which is a really cool idea. And he, and yeah, and and that's the thing too. He's thinking to himself, I have to do it for the shire. Like he mm-hmm. says. I cannot keep the ring and stay here. I ought to leave back and leave the shire, leave everything and go away. I should like to save the shire, if I should, if I could. Though there have been times where I thought the inhabitants too stupid or dull for words. (laughs) And I felt like an earthquake or an invasion of dragons might be good for them. But I don't feel like that now. I feel that as long as the shire lies behind, safe and comfortable, I shall find wandering more bearable. Mm. I shall know that somewhere there is a firm foothold, even if my feet cannot stand there again. Mm. Um... So he so he decides to go, and then they realize that his gardener, Sam, is just mm. chilling outside, just listening to That's them. That's right. And uh, Gandalf pulls him out. He's like, "Yo, what are you doing, man?" And he's like, "Well, I just... Uh, I first he's like terrified. I wasn't dropping no eaves. <laughs> yeah, Gandalf's like twice his size. Yeah. Um. So uh, finally, he's like go with him. like yeah. go with Frodo like mm-hmm. if you if you want to like you want you you really care about Frodo mm-hmm. go with him yeah and so, so that's, don't let him out of your sight yeah, like take, take care, care of him care of, yeah he, he tasks Frodo is tasked with this incredible task that only he can bear and Sam is tasked with protecting him yeah and as you'll find throughout the the whole entire story you're going to want a friend in your life like Samwise Gamgee. He's just absolutely incredible and loyal um, to Frodo. Um, no matter how Frodo may feel about him at times, he, he sticks close to him and um, he doesn't let him down, which is really cool. So, yeah, so there you go. Um, Sam and Frodo set out on this journey together, um, getting some early antics, but that's basically the majority of. Um, well, they I, yeah, one, I, don't, I don't Yeah, I don't think they even leave yet. They just kind of decide that they're about to leave. Mm. Chapter three, which hopefully we'll bring back to you next week. That's right. Um, is where they start to to kind of go on their way. Um, they're tasked with almost like a mini quest mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. reach their larger goal. And mm. it this is a large goal. It's three books long, and we're only in chapter books. two. So. Um, <laughs> man good job Tolkien we hope down. you're in it for the long run <laughs> yeah <listeners>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah you, you so you read this for the first time a while back what were, what were your what were your thoughts on the first two because it, it kind of sets the scene
1: were, yeah
0: were you what were, what were some feelings after you finished reading and uh will has set off the fire alarm yeah <laughs> we're not entirely sure what this is we're gonna pause real quick because this is this is quick kind intermission of a, yeah this is kind of a bigger deal than uh than him walking in oh actually we're and we're back, we're we're back. <laughs> tell the tell the listeners why you're cooking well Hello guys, um, I am cooking some sweet potato fries with some dumplings, currently oven-baking those right now, and then have some chicken noodle soup for this cold night, thanks guys. Beautiful, you'll, you'll hear from Will from time to time, he's a great guy. Wandering with Josh and Josh, and Will. And occasionally Will. Occasionally Will. Uh, anyways, well, <laughs> we're going to take a brief intermission. Oh no. <laughs> Welcome welcome back from the intermission. <laughs> I mean, um, other people have ads. We, <laughs> no. we, have, we have smoke breaks. We have well, smoke detector alarms. I was going to say, we're oh, not yeah. smoking. Yeah, well, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not smoking anything. Although there is smoke from the oven. Gandalf smoked. He did. A lot of them did. That's true. All right, um, so, yeah. What 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 were some thoughts after reading the first... I, I, what were some thoughts after starting the book? Yeah. I mean, just my one of my favorite things um about this whole story and i think chapter 1 and 2 confirm that a lot because of the fact that gandalf entrusted frodo with the ring um i think it would have been so easy for a character like aragorn or someone who's actually noble and wants to do the right thing and is also like this incredible fighter Um, and can defend himself easily I think it'd be so easy to just give a character like him the ring to take to Mordor um, to destroy it but they choose this super unlikely character um, or hobbit which is like has no combat ability um, (laughs) whatsoever (laughs) but yet shows so much resilience in the face of um, temptation from the ring Um, I just think it's so interesting and such an unlikely character. Um, And that's just a story that, like, everyone loves to hear. Like, the unlikely hero, you know? The person that they didn't expect to do something great. Um, That's just a super cool um, story to hear about. And so that's what makes this whole trilogy interesting to me. Because why choose a hobbit? It makes it interesting. Yeah, And, and you're right. The zero combat ability... They're just running the entire time, mm-hmm. um, but for characters like Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli to come around them and put aside their own pride mm-hmm. to to protect them, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I always wonder, like, why why a Hobbit? Like, also, why is the Hobbit able to carry the Ring? Like, yeah, that's so a weird. great question. But Gandalf answers it because he when he's talking oh, about Bilbo, right. he says um, he's talking about hobbits, and he says soft as butter they can be and yet sometimes as tough as old tree roots i think it is likely that some would resist the rings far longer than most of the wise would believe hmm. i don't think you need to worry about bilbo hmm. because he had the ring for so long yeah so do you think it has something to do with their stubbornness maybe or yeah i, I honestly i don't know yeah that's because they're not people so they probably have like some sort of mysticalness yeah magic. that's true. yeah well, there you have it. Yeah. Um, you guys, thanks for listening to this. This is kind of what you can expect again. Like we're just we just kind of want to talk about um, the book, and sometimes we'll just have really interesting questions that um, you can even send us your answers and your thoughts about it um, via the podcasting app that you use. Um, we yeah. So we are now live on. That's right. Uh, Anchor, Spotify. Google Podcasts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Stitcher, Pocket <laughs> Casts, cool there's like seven different ones that we're live on. We're not live on iTunes Podcasts or Apple Podcasts for some reason. I don't know why, but hopefully that that gets fixed soon. And uh, Josh has a little, little update, a little something that we were working on before. <laughs> you guys, we have an Instagram yes, and we, we have do. one follower and it's me. Wait, so- I, I follow it. We have two followers, and it's the Joshes. So, follow us at Wandering Josh's. That's, it's that simple. Wandering Josh's. It's that simple again. We'll give you like two seconds to do that. Ready? Yeah, go. Okay, cool. We appreciate yeah. it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just gonna be posting updates on there about when we're gonna post and um, post podcasts, that is, and just like cool pictures of us reading <laughs> yeah but we'll post some cool stuff on there for you so if you want updates follow us all right this has been wandering middle earth with josh and josh thanks for tuning in i'm josh i'm josh see you next josh in time